On this episode of Track Limits, Max roars, George soars, and Zanvort bores. Plus, Harrison has a surprise that will be open pre-recordedly live on the air. This is the Track Limits Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Track Limits. My name is Taylor. I'm joined here, as always, by my friend, Harrison. What's up? That intro was beautiful. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. We've got, we're going to talk about what a wonderful race the Dutch uh, Grand Prix is, uh, overshadowed by the signing news that we heard recently. And then we're going to look ahead to Monza, which I forgot was sprint qualifying until this morning. Same, but honestly. It is sprint qualifying. And then Harrison is going to open up some official 2021 Formula One trading cards on the air which we will probably post on youtube i won't read off all 30 of them because there's 30 in a pack i almost went with a 50 but i was like why i'll save five dollars perfect so let's start with the race recap um race itself not too much happening qualifying though was red flag filled harrison practice and qualifying really i mean a very good you couldn't go three laps without a wreck and then qualifying it was like i guess the williams were just pushing too hard there for a second both of them the fact that george was able to drive away though pretty wild pretty crazy that that didn't take as much damage with the bank but yeah everybody decided they were gonna wreck and then when you wreck it's well, it's pause. I mean, Carlos wrecked in practice, red flagged that. Yeah, I was shocked that the race didn't have more red flags with the amount of wrecks that were happening in practice and qualifying. I will say we did put out a Twitter poll asking over under for three red flags. That was what we were predicting. And It was uh, under. Everyone, everyone except one picked. I was the one that said over. <laughs> But, I mean, there was red flags in almost every practice session and two of the three qualifying sessions, or just the one, I don't remember. But it was a good guess. There was one spin the entire race, which mm. was Seb, that almost caused a red flag if Valtteri hadn't gotten out of the way like he did. I was close. Yeah, that's true. So there was the that was that one thing that happened. But yeah, other than that, I mean, Verstappen dominated Every- the throughout i mean i thought lewis might have had a chance in qualifying just out of on luck because of the way max's weekend had been going but mm-hmm. he was just too and good all weekend it was just an, another one of those races where you know everyone starts getting lapped he lapped all the Pete, way up to third right to third valtteri was 56 seconds valtteri was close behind. And he finished on the podium lewis was I didn't realize Lewis was got all the way to 20 seconds behind there at the end. But that was only because he pit. Yeah, that was because he pit for um, the fastest lap. Oh, that's right for his for the fastest lap that Valtteri was had, and then was told a bullet, Valtteri, a bullet. Yeah, I mean, good for Valtteri though. I mean, with news that came out, which we'll talk about in a little bit, to still get he still got the fastest lap for that at the time, but to back off. He held Max up as well as he could. He backed off. He's still playing the team game when he has. Like, they've done nothing really for him. So he had all the right to be like, nah, screw you all, I'm going to do this. But to still kind of back off in the last sector of his lap where he's flying, to let Lewis, which doesn't matter to Valtteri really, but to let Lewis get that extra point shows that 
the quality of a teammate that he is. Yes, it does. So um, all the best to him, which we'll talk about in the future because we're not going to talk about it right now because we're still talking about the race recap. And that's because I read an article today that said from Formula One, the drivers loved it. Braun says success of Zanvort's banked corners will be replicated in Abu Dhabi and Saudi Arabia. Harrison, what did you think of honestly, the banked turns? I know you mentioned yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, I texted you. You couldn't, honestly, like the last turn being banked for us in America, like that's normal. And it was cool. I don't think that the TV really focused and showed that really well, how banked that final corner is. But turn three looked incredible. Like, I guess, mm-hmm. and we had only seen it from like playing the game. And you can't really get a grasp of it from even then. And I'm sure in person it looks even wilder. But to see the cars just like throw it up into the bank to slow them down and take that wide turn around, honestly, it was incredible to watch. Like, I wish more tracks were like that, where you got to see them use the banking to their like. Not obviously, not every corner needs to be banked, but to have more banking. Like, imagine if a parabolica at Monza this weekend was like a 30 degree bank and they just flew around their top speed. <laughs> A, or even just like the like a hair like that one as Anvil or like a hairpin at Abu Dhabi or uh, can I almost said California Canada it was banked like that where they can just throw the car in use the banking to slow them down and come out of it it's like a Hot Wheels track almost and it just looks cool it was cool to watch them do it the different lines that people were able to take the different strategy to get through the turn I thought it was pretty cool to see and I think it was good Jensen Button was in the commentators booth this week and he was saying how during qualifying they took an upper line and then everybody was going lower during the race yeah, lap one, they all went it was low. just so interesting hey but give me said, i don't uh, know what they're doing but whatever give me jensen button and nico rosberg up in the booth every week uh no, no nothing against martin. like yeah nothing against martin brunnell or paul Daresta, anthony davidson but give me the the two of them with crofty up there every week and i'll enjoy it a little bit more it's nice to have that perspective. Yeah, I mean, the other two were drivers and whatever, or Karun. I like yeah. him, but the, the, to have two world champions up there with the soon-to-be Sir David Croft, surely, at some point, <laughs> which I texted you this picture or, and said, love that his, uh, the background in his Zoom call today was uh, art of lights. lights out and away we go. Evidently, yeah. his... Uh, Significant other got that for him. Yeah. Oh, nice. Saw him tweet someone else, not me. No. Um, So one thing that did happen was Nikita Mazepin, as you say on our notes, strikes again. Yeah. By blocking Seb on his lap. Well, he he did that, and then in the race, he blocks Mick and... Mick hit like makes contact with Mick on the straight for no reason, just blocks him off, and just mad. and I almost said it last week on the podcast, and I don't think I did. That I was proud of the turnaround that Nikita Mazepin had made. You had we hadn't heard anything about him for a few weeks. You know, coming into the season, he had all the off the track issues, and then he was spinning, wrecking every single week, and we'd been a few weeks without a wreck or without a big issue from Nikita. And then he pulls two in one weekend. The I mean, what and what a fall from having the fastest lap last week. I mean, week. exactly. He was on top of the world, and they brought himself right back to reality. And the whole 
blocking Septing because he's tired of being put out second behind Mick and then just not even care. Like, a part of me wishes that, and nothing against Seb, like, I would have wanted to see it from his perspective, but, but a part of me wishes that he wouldn't have been looking and just right into the, like, turns right, right into the side of somebody. Just as, you know, it, it it's got to be like a learning lesson, but it doesn't seem like he's the type of guy that learns from mistakes. Because no. I get like you're frustrated, but then to come out and just throw the team, whether, I mean, I we've been critical of Haas, especially me, but to come out and be critical of your team that you're driving for on a situation like that, instead of just making the most of it, it's pretty selfish. And then to carry that over to the next day in the race and on the first lap block your teammate, for 20th place down the front stretch and like pretty much ruin his his race by hitting his front wing i mean that's pretty low even for nikita mazepin and even in my video in my f1 game today i had the undercut on and he blocked me going in and i i still won the race (laughs) but only because daniel ricardo had a problem in front of me but even the video games got it right. There you go. And he uh, wasn't the only one that, you know, I, I wrote on here that Lance Stroll also turned heel this weekend. And you you mentioned it in a text to me, which everybody can't see, but that Lawrence Stroll tried to sign Alonzo over Seb this year, for next year. That is a rumor that had been going around that Lawrence Stroll was trying to uh, sign Alonzo to replace Sebastian Vettel. Yeah, and then in the in the race on Sunday, Lance does the same thing that Nikita did and just out of nowhere, just hard turn to the right to block Seb on the front straight going into turn one, Tarzan, as they call it. Turn one almost causes a wreck between both of them for obviously seemingly no reason at all other than he didn't want to lose a position to his teammate. So, is there trouble brewing in the waters over at Aston Martin? Does Lance not like Seb, and that's why Lawrence is trying to shop him out and replace him? Are they? They haven't confirmed either driver next year. Either. What a shock! I wonder. So I wonder who's going to get confirmed. Seb lose his seat because it's not confirmed. I mean, Lawrence cuts his. I don't want to start. I I don't want to start any drama, but maybe Lance just doesn't want Seb around because he's tired of losing. Lawrence pulls him in and says, "Son, I was shopping Alonso for your seat." He's like, "Yeah, hey, we were." I'm gonna have Seb and Alonso. Williams has a seat available (laughs) now. Yeah, enjoy Albon. So yeah, I mean, other than that, not a lot. Not a lot happened in that race. It was pretty boring to watch. Nothing. I guess this was more of a if you like strategy watching the race and seeing different strategies play out, even though pretty much other than like three people, everybody finished right around where they started. Yeah. So it's pretty uneventful race. And watch everybody get lapped. It's great. Oh, yeah. Some multiple great. times. <laughs> that is true as well. Uh, let's see who that was. Uh, Mick got lapped three times. Yeah, but he also had he got that damage. He had a pit out of sequence. Mick, Mick, Mick had three laps and finished behind George, who DNF'd. I mean, 
if you finish moral apps, I guess. Anyway, I just whatever. Uh, anyway, big news this week though, overshadowing everything and making the announcement before we recorded, which is the biggest thing that we so appreciate. Glad. Was Valtteri and George starting out happy for Valtteri? Announcing he finally got that multi-year deal he's always wanted. That <laughs> well, it's not the team Merce- that he wanted. That Mercedes never gave him. But Alfa Romeo, which I believe he said in an interview, it was at least three years. It was he didn't say it, but in an interview, I mean, I'm, sh- I'm assuming he it's multi- mentioned multi-year. it was at least three. Yeah, so he deser- I mean, he good deserves for him. it. And the the whole not signing him to a multi-year deal, uh, I kind of, I guess, I get it is I, I was reading today about how s- smart Mercedes kind of played this, where they had both Lewis and Valtteri's contracts expiring at the same time. They would get to kind of test the waters for who they wanted. They had Valtteri set up to where he would end at the same time George ended at Williams. So they, they always, obviously it was always the plan to bring George through, but they had it to work out where they could if they couldn't get George, they had a bad backup plans, which I thought was smart. But good for Valtteri. You, you know, we want to see him do well. We, I, we're a pro-Valtteri show, I would say. We like Valtteri. We are. We are. He was the answer to last week's driver quiz. And also, um, it's all the most important thing to do when you're a team is after you get a driver on the podium, you want to have them leave the team. Well, well, I mean, I know it was decided. I am like, but still, yeah, I just want you to. I am curious why they waited until this week to announce. You know, I I would like to know, and I'm assuming we're going to find out on Drive to Survive. Hopefully, I, I just because would, that crew was there. Yeah, I mean, I would like to know why this week and not last week or the week before, because it's obviously people have known this is going to happen. And a part of me is wondering if that second, I guess, whatever, first, second, William's seat, well, George's seat, I'm wondering if a part of it is filling that seat first. Yeah. So I'm wondering if they already have somebody in place. Or even at Alpha, wait. Like obviously they had to wait for Kimmy to retire. And then, uh, which we can go ahead and talk about it, them saying, telling Giovinazzi he's got three races to prove himself so I'm wondering if they've already filled that other seat at Alpha 2 and said okay let's go ahead and announce this I don't know I don't know your thoughts but I I I don't understand it either um I was wondering part of me started going well maybe they're giving Mercedes being nice to Valtteri letting him announce first yeah so it didn't look like he was Right. Okay, you're cut. Now go find a place. He he announced it like he was the one who made the decision. Which yeah, and I that was the you know, could have. before we came on. That was a tweet I was looking for because I wanted to give credit where I also saw this. But the way they've rolled this out has been pretty classy, right? Very o- obviously. I think this was in place before Kimmy even announced anything because he said he knew that he was retiring at the end of the year or at the beginning of the year. So they let him announce it last week. This week, they let they put Valtteri first, so it's not like, hey, we signed somebody so that he has to go find a seat. It was, hey, Valtteri's found a seat. We're gonna, he's signed. He's good. Let him have his day. 
And then the next day, okay, we're replacing the driver that's left with George Russell. It's amazing how nice everything works out when it's not a Red Bull team. Yeah, I mean, Red Bull. Well, I mean, even they, mm. big news from them today. Or was it today? Yeah, I think it was today. Uh, Yuki and Pierre staying at Alpha. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. But yeah, I get uh, it. Two weeks. Well, we had mentioned that we didn't know if Yuki's about Yuki's future, but. Seems sealed for now. Uh, so but yeah i i get what you're saying you know nobody it wasn't out of nowhere and they kind of did it respectfully instead of just like hey um alex Alex you're being cut make us some memes we're gonna put somebody else we're gonna demote you and promote somebody else oh but now you're cut and we're gonna put somebody else in yeah it was (laughs) it was nice to see how it was handled on all parts i thought I thought for a minute they would continue the troll that they had been doing where it's, yeah, I know where I'm driving next year, but I'm not going to say anything. Uh, but it was it was nice to see. Pretty respectful in all parts, I think. How do you think, um, obviously we've seen Lewis Hamilton always being an, a gentleman. Congrat, uh, thanking Valtteri, congratulating George, showing clips where he first met George and things like that. Um, but behind the scenes, what do you think Lewis is thinking? I don't know Lewis. More competition? Yeah, I don't know Lewis personally, but a part of me wants to say that he's... You don't know him personally? No, he, shocker. I've never met Lewis Hamilton in my life. That's weird. Um, That's weird. We're not friends. I'm asking for a genuine... Bod- I want you to play armchair podcast psychiatrist. I would say... And tell me what he's thinking. Part of him is probably... I want to say that he is a very positive, upbeat guy and wants the team to do well. So I'd say part of him is, all right, a good driver who can pick up the the pieces when I can't, right? If I have a mistake, and mm-hmm. but then I think another part of him is like, all right, it's 2015, 2014, 2015, 2016, all over again, and Nico Rosberg's my teammate, and I'm going to be battling with somebody every single week week in week out every race if i'm not first they're second or they're beating me at my own race so i'd say uh, and nico rossberg even said it in that clip you we saw the other day of <laughs> he only lewis of course lewis is gonna say valtry's his best teammate ever because he can't beat him and we've mentioned that before that he probably thinks that mm, but yeah i would say a part of him is sad to see Valtteri go for that aspect and Valtteri seems like a really good team player but at the same time George has shown that he's a team player as well so I don't think he's gonna back down at all and but I do think if Lewis is prioritized George will do what he can to help yeah they're gonna need all the help they can get with that 2022 Haas. Hey, that's another thing though. Is like this is like a this has to be one of the hardest years to trade change teams. Like obviously we know Mercedes isn't gonna be bad, but it's a completely different car next year. So who's to say that Williams isn't gonna be great and Mercedes be average, or even Alpha? I mean, that Sauber team is notoriously mid back, but who's to say they haven't invested heavily in 2022 and they're better than Mercedes? I mean, in 2010, Mercedes wasn't the best team. You know, it was their first year, but it, <laughs> they've been bad before. Yeah. Who's to say they're not going to be bad next year? 
when that McLaren's yeah. up front next year, people aren't going to be seeing oh. that Mercedes praise. You say up front next year, but I'm still counting on an up front this year. Possibly. Wish I could make a bet on that. Speaking of betting, uh, I now look at um, the numbers and the odds for races because you can gamble on everything anymore. But I was just curious what the um, you can bet uh, bet on the winner of free practice. Can you really? Who has the yes, you can. Car? Yes, who 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 wins? Is it always Max. Uh, Max is the favorite for free practice one. Lewis is the favorite for qualifying. Lewis is the favorite for sprint qualifying, and Lewis is the favorite for the race. Really? So Max is only going to win free practice one. I mean, this according to the odds. Understandable. That's for this anyway. weekend. That is for well, this coming weekend in Monza. Uh. I'm sorry, I skipped over one thing before we get to Monza. Is there anything else you want to say about Albon? What I I just heard there's rumors saying that Albon signs this week for Williams, but we'll see how that goes. I don't I don't necessarily believe that. There's seven unconfirmed seats right now, and Giovinazzi's could be up after this week based on what they're saying. I would like to see Nicholas Latifi stay. So where does Nick does Nick DeVries get a seat? We heard Toto talking about him. And that's going to be interesting to watch. Giovinazzi. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's going to be around. If they were telling him he has three races, and Grant Spa doesn't really count, but he qualified seventh, and did he even finish in the points? I mean, he lost three spots on the first lap on like the first two turns so I, I don't think he's gonna be around nothing against the guy mm-hmm. we've been critical of his irrelevance but i just can't see if they have the chance to put a new driver in a new car alongside valtteri why not so monza monza it's coming up this weekend this fantastic triple header which is just absolutely exhausting oh yeah they only had to race one of them so you know true but Um, it has been incredible so uh again this is a the second of sprint qualifying uh the formula one sprint don't say it's a race qualifying on friday sprint on saturday race on sunday your predictions and thoughts harrison when it comes back to Uh, sprint qualifying i hope we have a race like last year where you get a first-time winner in Pierre Gasly, Carlos Sainz, P2, Lance Stroll on the podium. But it just doesn't seem very likely. I do really enjoy races, watching races at Monza. I like racing at Monza on the games. I like watching Monza. I like the crowd at Monza. The history. I think it's going to be... I, I, I would like to say it's going to be an exciting race. I think it's going to be close. And I don't know that it's necessarily only going to be between Mercedes and Red Bull. I think McLaren will have a good weekend, and Ferrari will be up there. So I I think we'll have a mixed match, like top five, top six. Yeah, Lando finished P4 last year. Yeah, and Carlos was P2. And I'm going to say that I, well, I wasn't, I was ignoring him. This is oh, just a Lando podcast. Yeah, this is just Lando. 
content here. Um, but I'm I'm saying that Max DNF hmm. and Lando P one. You want that, this is you his want race. That prediction to come I true. want that prediction so bad. Max is, is going to DNF. Where... He's going to get to the front. And he's going to win. Yeah, I, did, I mean, didn't Charles win in 2019? And then Pierre last year. So it's traditionally a track where not the top car wins. So anything can happen. It would be nice to see a McLaren on the, on the podium at least, Do which is f- possible with their engine, so Mercedes power. Does it... Are you bothered after seeing one of the after seeing sprint qualifying previously this season are you more excited or less excited that it's going to be at Monza to decide the grid um I'll say I'm I don't know I don't know how I feel about it like we we're both fans of normal qualifying and the intensity of a one lap having to be perfect but i do like racing at monza it'll it'll definitely shake things up a little bit more than it did at silverstone i think which i mean in silverstone we don't even remember sprint qualifying just because of what happened in the race Mm -hmm. uh but i mean i don't remember anybody helping other than alonzo just hurting people so i don't know i i wouldn't say i'm excited I feel like it might be one of those things where we need to see it multiple times before we make our judgment on it. Because the first time was exciting, it was cool, but at the same time, was it more cool than regular qualifying? No. So it'll be... I think after this time, we'll have a little more clarity on how we feel about sprint qualifying. Uh, But I'm excited. I'm not necessarily excited, but I'm excited to watch it. It'll be fun to see. We'll see how it goes, though. Cool deal. All right, anything else you're looking forward to with Monza? I'm just sad. There's three weekends in a row of racing, I guess. What are you looking forward to? With Monza? I am excited because I've said this multiple times. I love this championship race going back and forth. The um, Max retaking the lead. I really hope that Sergio comes up. Um, he's just gotten unlucky sometimes. Um, but I'm hoping that he gets a good finish so that the Constructors also gets a little bit more yeah, competitive. I have, a feeling the, I have a feeling the Constructors is going to just be a blowout. So uh, that is my hope. But, I mean, we still have the... Um, we still have the Drivers so, uh, Championship, so... I'm not, don't feel too bad about it. But I mean, they're only down by 12 points. So. I mean, that's just a double DNF and a win away. Or even so, like a third absolutely. place away. Tomorrow. It's just a dream away. I was like, wait, what's tomorrow? No, nothing's tomorrow. So uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm just, I'm enjoying watching this racing. I feel like we've been cheated out of a race. So. I'll take all the races I can get right now. We've been cheated out of multiple races thanks to COVID. So, True, and we're we had to watch a snore fest this past weekend. So even though the track was cool, hopefully, I just the only thing I don't want is it to be boring. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm a guy who doesn't mind a boring race, but 
I just don't want to see two in a row. No. Where they come out and say, okay, it's going to be a pit stop strategy. Lewis still comes out behind. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, okay. <laughs> like, oh, not really. Wah, Max, Max is that strong. I don't, oh, we'll see. I think it's going to be... I, I'll i go out and say, I think there will... Uh, I don't know. With their engine struggles this past weekend, I was going to say, I think it's going to be three horse race at the front between a red bull a mercedes and a mclaren Ooh! but lando's on that old engine and i don't think daniel's at the point where he's going to compete yet so i i don't know we'll see i would like to see that three horse race and maybe even add the italian zone for one some ferraris there you go Put Charles up there. Always Charles. Charles. Always Charles. Yeah, I mean, not the, nothing against Carlos. So. The golden boy up there. Looking forward to that. Again, qualifying on Friday, sprint qualifying on Saturday, with the race on Grand Prix Sunday. Harrison, we've got something fun and exciting today to replace oh, the driver yes. game this week. Oh, yes. We have Formula One Tops Turbo Attack Trading Cards. Bum, bum, bum. They come in a nice metal carrying case. They do. It's got Valtteri Botas, Charles Leclerc, and Lance Stroll on the front. Wow. All of them. Not sure why two, those are two the of them. Two of them may be racing for different teams next year. Well, that's a stretch. You're not going to believe this. So each pack, I think, has like a one special card or something like that. One limited edition card. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and open this wrapper. Loving the ASMR. Oh. Yes. All right. You're not going to believe who the limited edition card is. Who is the limited edition card? He has a 75 attack and 87 defense. We haven't mentioned him a lot on this podcast today. Oh, there's yeah. more. <laughs> Wait, what's, Is the it? Difference? what's the difference between these? Okay, so this gold one. It's a gold um, card. It's a gold limited edition card. Uh huh. Soon to be Sir Lando Ooh. Norris. Oh my god, look at that. You oh, need to tweet that at him. Let me go through some. Uh... Oh, wait, what's this one? Oh my days. This might be... I don't know which one's a special edition card. They're all special. No, so there's like a... There's that one, and then there's a stack of just like normal cards. Uh-huh. But Did they give you an extra one by accident? No, then there's these like holographic ones. So yeah. there's a silver one of Charles Leclerc. Oh, it looks wow, weird because nice. he, has, he has his driver gloves on, but nothing else. I don't know if you can see that. <laughs> and then there's there's one the same one like that of Yuki. Oh, Yuki always going with the behind the back. Yeah, I and always like that in the Formula One game. You can pick your stance. Oh, this one is an F1 drive of the season runner up. I wonder what race that's from. Esteban Ocon, and then another one that looks like that. They all look holographic to me. 
This is a fan favorite card. Fan favorite of Lewis Hamilton. Hey, there you go. And then the gold card. I don't know what this is. If this is a special edition because he has 100 attack points. Now, is Lewis Hamilton a water type? He is a... um, a fire type favorite. he's a fan favorite type. oh okay sorry he gets the fan points this is a supreme skill type it's antonio chivanez <laughs> <laughs> that's the special card the gold card there that was your special edition card no 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 is lando's <laughs> lando is the limited edition the okay. gold limited edition how many limited why. edition cards are there there's just one and then there's i mean two... i mean in the limited edition oh i don't know does it say oh no, I don't know. I didn't do my research. Let it's me see. An if open the box edition, says limited edition. Oh, this this says on the box that it that it has a limited edition of Lando Norris on it. Oh, so it just said that it. <laughs> yeah, it says it on the back of the box. I didn't know that. Oh, I just well, surprised. I ordered a random thing without looking at it. Uh, but then there's so there's a gold limited edition, a supreme skill acceleration card, two race superstars. A fan favorite and a runner-up drive of the season. So I guess, I don't know how you play this game. Is it actually a game? Yeah, really? it says it's a trading card. So there's a I have a there's a team duo card with mm-hmm. the Alpha Romeo duo. Okay. And then you've got like these little, I think this is supposed to say power and connect to another card, but it's just like half of the Mercedes and the two drivers. <laughs> We need to figure out how to play this game. Pow. So there's like a couple, I got a couple live action cards. Um, oh, a Christian Horner. No, you're kidding me. Yeah, it's a they have the principal card. I got a couple F2 drivers, looks like. Oh, and I got a Toto Wolf. Oh my God. Can you compete them against each other? I don't know. We're about to find are, out. Are they part, part of the... Hey, what is it whenever, um, what what do they call it when you win the sprint? The oh, they sprint give qualifying? you? Because I got an F1 Speedster card. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. So, yeah. That's do you get the I'm... olive branch? Olive. Yeah, three. this is, I wonder what, what, well, I'll figure out how to play this game. And we'll come back next week and I'll tell you. Perfect. Whenever you finally get yours. Whenever I finally get mine. If you're listening, Formula One store, powered by Fanatics. I had to do a chargeback on a previous order because it was four months delayed, and I got tired of waiting, and nobody would contact me to get a refund. So I had to do a chargeback. But now when I try to order again, you've just blocked me from everything, apparently. Really? So... I'm complaining. I'm using this as my Karen moment to file a complaint. That's it. Then my complaint's over. It's been that long since you did that? Yeah. It, I got it. <laughs> it was the McLaren sweat or shirt I got for your birthday. And I ordered it months in advance because it said it was going to be delayed and then it, they never came. So I ordered it from McLaren instead. So there you go. Interesting. I wonder why. 
there's no reason. This is important if our fans want to uh, order something from that store. Yeah. Which Harrison got his, so it works. It's just the McLaren stuff was in high demand. Yeah, I almost didn't get it because my car didn't let me. See, you got to be careful. You got to order things from the U.S. store. True. That's perks of not being in Europe, I guess. Exactly. All right. Well, that was exciting. He's going to sell all those on eBay. Look I'll for limited the limited edition. Limited edition, limited edition Giovinazzi and Lando Norris car that was not so limited edition because it said on the box that he was going to get it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a limited edition card. I just knew. It just said that I was had it in there. It wasn't a Gyarados, but... It's a bummer. You always want to get a Blastoise Charizard. That would be cool. In my D&D, I have a uh, Perchenia. How is that going? Pretty great. I uh, we're, we're chugging right along when we can do it. I've got a... Are y'all still doing that? Yeah, we've only done it a few times. Oh, I see. I thought you'd only done it that one time. I didn't know you'd gone back and done it again. No, we've done it. We are a weekly group of Pokemon D&D. I have no idea what's going on, but uh, I'm here for it. Oh, I won a talent exciting. show last night with my Meowth named Earl. <laughs> All right, moving so, on. Monday, Monday, <laughs> Monday night D&D. Sunday night. Sun. Well, last night was Monday. That's why I was confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. S- Sunday night D&D. Sorry, yeah, two nights ago I did that. Cool. Harrison, take us into our next segment. Our top five segment this week. Hey, we're just going to let you in on a secret. We have not decided on what this top five is going to be. <laughs> so you're going to see a live brainstorming action. Oh. Between the two of us. People will think that we don't plan for our races. For our races? We don't, because I mean, we don't have races. Oh, God. For this podcast. That's all getting Listen, it, so whatever. Um, nah. Let's see here. Well, top five. Top five things you think George Russell's going to bring to Mercedes. That's what you want to do? That's what happens when I give an opinion, folks. All right, let's do it. I get, I get shot down with, <laughs> that's all what right. you want to do? Hold yeah. on. Top five things Guys, George will bring. To, I got it. That's what you're gonna do. All right, yeah, I got everybody my... else thought the same thing. Number five, PowerPoint. Dang it! <laughs> Explain to the listeners what you mean. Um, when it came to Rookie of the Year, there's a funny video out there where George made a PowerPoint talking about why he should win Rookie of the Year. Which they dug out of the vault so that people could watch it since Russell, uh, since uh, George Russell was announced. They said, here's your favorite George Russell moments. And my favorite was Lando and um, uh, Lando saying, it's easy to say that you've gained the most play. Uh, you've <laughs> lost the fewest spaces because you started last. Hey, speaking of that, have you seen the videos of uh, where they were doing the virtual GP and he called George? Because he was starting last on the grid, and he's like, uh, hey, I just wanted some advice from the person who's got the most experience from it. It's fun that you can laugh at yourself, and that's why we love George. It is. We love George. And that's why I say number four, his sense of humor. Do I not get to say my number five? No, I'm going to make sure to take them before. I've already gone five and four. You go five and four now, Harrison. My, My five is youth, 
because he's 23 and Valtteri is 32. I'm just kidding. I think Valtteri's 30, 31, 32, something like that. And uh, my number four is consistency. Also based on said PowerPoint of being the most consistent because we know in Formula One, consistency is key. Always pretty straightforward (laughs) on the... Used to be in the last, but he's making Q3 consistently. He's performing in the race consistently. Uh, he's just a consistent fella. So, uh, yeah. yeah. He's going to bring some consistency that Valtteri could not. Number three, more competitive nature. I'm not saying Valtteri isn't competitive, but I do think George is a little bit more uh, hungry for it. I would agree with that. And he's younger. He's got more to prove. He's definitely more vocal about putting up a challenge. And on the track, he seemingly is less forgiving mm-hmm. than Valtteri. Valtteri's a nice guy. But I, I, don't, I feel like he's just like a Finnish guy. Doesn't talk a lot. Doesn't say a lot. And George is more vocal about it. I've seen him talk more on Netflix than I have in... You've seen a lot of him on Netflix. Indeed. Your number three, Harrison. Number three is he's going to bring more of a challenge to Lewis. He's going to be pushing him. He's going to be making Lewis fight to be the number one driver, I think. And he's going to bring him a challenge that he hasn't seen since Rosberg. And that's something all the fans can see is even when a team, when Mercedes is dominating and Red Bull's not there, that... There's a competition within the team. He'll bring that more than Valtteri has. I agree, and that's why I have that number two. Push Lewis, which I do. Lewis is obviously a competitive person. I think he does like a little bit of a competitive push. It's going to be a little bit of a challenge, and we'll see what happens. Your number two? My number two. He's going to bring some more fans. Not that Mercedes needs fans, but... Mercedes right now is at that point where, like, if you're a new person and you become a fan, you're like that fan of you just like them because they're good type mentality. But I think George is going to bring over a little bit, a few more British fans, a few more fans, young fans than Valtteri could have. Um, yeah, I feel like he, not that Valtteri's not likable, I just think more people gravitate towards George and see him as potentially the future of formula one and i think mercedes might gain a few of those people that see them as a super villain right now uh might start to respect and like them a little bit more and that's funny because i think that really ties into my number one not just the fans but a new the next generation moving up for me um we've seen that already with you know lance stroll Lando Norris, <laughs> obviously these Charles, just these younger drivers, and to see uh, George get up into the pinnacle. I mean, up there with Max, also. I'm not yeah, trying to. It's hard to Max, believe that Max is only 23. Yeah, right? he's you, the you same age he, as George. You think he's, you know, he's just been, been there, there so forever. Long. Yeah, yeah. So. It's it's almost like George was like the last one to take that step. It wasn't that. He wasn't ready. There just wasn't it. The rest of them, like Lando, had a seat opening at the perfect time. Max worked his way to Red Bull and is just a once in a generation talent. Charles had a seat at Ferrari. Lance's dad gave him a seat at Aston. So, 
I don't know. It, it, it's just cool. To, it's cool to see him finally take that step that he deserves. Absolutely. It helps to have a, a rich dad. Absolutely. Completely agree. <laughs> You're saying that about George. <laughs> You're number one. No, the others. Hey, we've got a. We'll we'll talk about it at a, on a later episode. But the youth talent that there is in Formula One right now is at a level I don't think it's been at in a long time. I know. It makes me feel ancient. Yeah, I know. Uh, but moving on, my number one is more. Something that Valtteri could have done a little bit more. He did it a little bit in the Netflix series. It's something all the fans want to see. Lewis does it, and he needed a teammate to do it with him. Dasana? Yeah, that's posting more pics without a shirt on. (laughs) That's the number one thing that George will bring to Mercedes. Give the fans something to believe in. Just kidding. (laughs) That's my number one thing. I can't believe that. What's frustrating is I said the most attractive drivers in Formula One for top five, and Harrison said absolutely not. No, because they just heard our. They just heard our. No, this is what I've been. I've been fighting for for weeks. No, we've already. We okay. Full disclosure, we've had this discussion off the air before with my wife. With our yeah, with the wives. Yes. Of who the most attractive? So tweet us, email us. Instagram us your votes for most attractive driver and we will read your comments live on air. I don't have most attractive driver for my wife, but my wife has the most aw driver who she said that if he signs, I have to, she will wear Formula One merchandise with the team and his name on it. And that is Alex Albon. Yeah, but that's just because she likes him as a person. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I'm sure there's some Red Bull Alex Albon. Now, who do, now who there. was the most attractive person that your your wife thought of? Fernando Alonso, I think. Nice. I think she said uh direct quote was I like this guy and it was Fernando Alonso. And then she said I think that this Giovinazzi guy, he might be okay. Hmm. I that asked my I asked my wife and she said, "You're not a Formula One driver." And I was like, "Oh, stop it!" Wow. She said, "I'm married. What I'm not going to do these things." What a different relationship. I completely made that up. Anyway, <laughs> and our other friend said Nico Hulkenberg, who doesn't even drive in Formula One, so his opinion does not he, matter. He just loves Hulk Hulkenberg so much. True. He'll be a guest on our show at some point. Not Nico Hulkenberg. Okay, was that really your number one shirtless George Russell? Or yeah, literally, if you look at our, uh, I typed it in on our outline. That was my number one. Son of a gun! There it is, number one. Mainly because we all we covered the top. The rest of them were all the same, so I I (laughs) went with a wild card at the end just to throw everybody off, bring some entertainment to the crowd. There you go. All right, well, and if you know George Russell. Or Lewis Hamilton or Valtteri Botas, tweet them, Instagram them, email them. There's a show waiting on them. It's or awesome. you, you could also tweet Instagram or email us. You can tweet or Instagram us at TrackLimitsPod or email us at TrackLimitsPod at gmail.com. Be sure to leave a rating if you enjoyed it. If you didn't enjoy it, don't leave a rating. Just send us an email. <laughs> leave us a five-star rating anyways. And uh, we'd greatly appreciate that. Lando Norris was mentioned in this episode. Send all mean tweets or mean comments to the stewards. Harrison, any parting words? Um, hopefully next week we have some more exciting race recap for you. 
That'd be great. But for now, we don't. So until next time, thanks for listening. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Goodbye.